0: Welcome into the Dadverb podcast where we chat about parenting from the lens of a dad. My name is Andrew and I am joined by my friends Ben Brown and Andrew Saunders. How are you guys doing today? Great. Doing all right. Great. Ben came off a nice date night last night. We are enjoying our Labor Day weekend, laboring on Labor Day, making you guys a fresh (laughs) podcast here, but uh, we're happy to do it. We're really excited. On this episode... Uh, we are going to try to keep it a little bit brief because I've got a fantasy draft that I need to catch up to. So we're going to zoom through our topics here. <laughs> no, I, I apologize guys, but, uh, yeah, uh, we're, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to sign on to ESPN soon and see what, where I'm drafting. So I can do my, my, my draft strategy as we're recording here. But in this week's episode, we are quickly, uh, going to be catching up with you guys and chatting about co-sleeping, do don't what are your thoughts on that that can be kind of dicey, I know we're gonna open up on that our approaches to uh to sleep a little bit and then things that we said that we'd never do before we had kids. We're all hypocrites here. We're gonna open up on that a little bit uh we got discord comments always coming in. we got one picked out here that we're gonna elaborate on uh specifically about like nutrition food pregnancy that time of uh of life so we'll chat about that and that, that anxiety. <laughs> Oh, always, dude. My wife, uh, the uh, you, we'll we'll get into it. I'm I'm excited to to, to open up that can of worms. That was uh, that was fun, uh, and then and then we'll close out the show with uh, with a five star review read that uh, that we got coming in. So, uh, guys, to kick it off, I am finally healthy. I am finally healthy. It's been like five weeks of sickness and coughing, and I'm so sorry about that. Uh, but I'm healthy. Let's we got to play this game.
1: Who? Uh, how are you guys doing health check uh our family is pretty good um we're we're coming off the back of some respiratory stuff that we all kind of shared yep um we have a little one that's teething um so she's just you know real snotty and boogery and kind of fussy but yeah other than that everybody seems to be pretty good so fingers yeah. crossed that next week will be the same andrew how you doing right. we're
2: healthy back on wood that immune system's functioning so there you go there you go no. andrew
0: by the way is uh mega today as he is calling yeah. in from uh <gasps> iowa not his i'm on <laughs> remote at the grandparent's
2: house <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go so he's calling from iowa so if you're watching on the youtubes um he uh he looks like a like a Nintendo sixty four pixelated character from yeah. <laughs> Ocarina of Time.
2: Uh, so yeah, there we go. <laughs> don't worry. Next week we'll be back to the home setup, good uh, camera, nice lighting. I actually have the same camera. I don't know why it's pixelated, other than my upload's probably garbage in the middle of yeah. A yeah farm who knows? In maybe Iowa. the
0: actual maybe the actual upload is is going to be way more crisp. I'm not sure. Anyway,
2: all I know is Ben looks great. That's Ben. Ben always, ben always the yes, looks, I might, good, looks dude. I good. I might not, I might not you know. ever
1: give good advice, but as long as I look good yeah. on the other side of this, you know, perfect nah. face for podcasting.
0: Yeah, oh, Ben is exactly. always looking sharp, man. Ben's Ben's <laughs> Ben's working it. All right, guys. So let's uh, let's dive into our first topic here. Co sleeping. This is um, this is a topic that's get, gets very dicey uh, because co sleeping. If you were to go by the um, recommendations of the American Academy of Pediatrics, it's recommended that you don't co-sleep, right? Because mm-hmm. of uh, rollover risk, you suffocate the baby. Yeah. Uh, they they the recommendation you know, according to Western experts, right? It's to right. Uh, room share, not bed share. Right. You can you can room share for the first few months, and then they transition out of your room into crib, into the nursery, right? But it's recommended that you don't share a bed that's the recommendation. That's kind of like optimal 101. That's how you do it. Then there's the actual reality of what it's like day to day when your baby is, it's like impossible to be comforted. And the only Mm -hmm. place that they'll sleep is on your chest, right? Uh, They sleep with mom and dad (laughs) in bed, right? So there's the reality of it. So I think what I wanted to do is talk about our experiences, what Mm -hmm. we did, how we went about it i've talked about this in our course the father figured course is a full module on this um but again that's based off of what recommendations are but for you guys what was your experience with co-sleeping not co-sleeping um uh, favored to one or the other opposition to one what ben let's kick it off to you like what was your approach to this
1: yeah so this is uh you know, we get in later to things that we said we'd never do, um, before <laughs> yeah. we had kids. What? This, I this didn't was... pair
2: these up well at all. I'm not... I know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This, this was one of mine. Um, oh. I was adamant before we had kids that our, our bed, my wife and I's bed is our space, right? Like it's not to be shared with the kids. It's just, there, there are limitations to what we accept. I think the in room sleeping and a travel crib or a bassinet perfectly fine, um, did not want to have the kids sleeping in the bed Mm. that very quickly changed. Uh, (laughs) so once you get that experience of having your, you know, your newborn at home, um, you know, you're awake every couple of hours, it's nearly impossible to not end up co-sleeping at Mm -hmm. least at some point, right? Especially if your kid is, um, you know, breastfeeding for those first couple of months, like if mom is sitting up in bed, I mean, nine times out of 10, she's going to fall asleep because you're exhausted, right? Yeah. Like you're just going to fall asleep with your kids in the bed. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they got to a point where either they wouldn't calm down or they were teething and the only way to calm them down was to let them sleep on your chest. The, if the choice is none of us get any sleep at all tonight, or we manage to sleep for a couple of hours in a not ideal situation, mm-hmm. um, then that was the choice. Um, And then, you know, when it comes down to your kids being sick, they want to be around you. Yeah, Um, And I would say it's less of a challenge now that our oldest um, has his own. He's got his big boy bed. So he's got like a twin size mattress. So if he wants to co-sleep, we can actually do that in his room. Mm. But previously, I mean, if he had a nightmare, if he was really sick, um, if he just couldn't calm down and wouldn't sleep, that's where he ended up. Um mm-hmm. and we just kinda had to learn to be okay with it and do it as safely as we possibly could. Yeah.
2: Andrew, what about you, man? Uh I mean I think the easy answer is show of hands who's fallen asleep with their kid on their chest, on their lap, in the <laughs> armchair, right? So yeah. the answer here good is good though, man. We've it's all such... <laughs> done it. So yeah. we have managed to avoid official co sleeping. Um mm-hmm. we don't at night, kid has never slept overnight in our bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I cannot count the number of times I have fallen asleep with one or more children in my arms, in my armchair, watching TV reclined where they're out, I'm out. And we're just like, okay, this, mm-hmm. this works. Right. And what wakes us up is my wife going, okay, we're going to bed now. All three of right. you <laughs> off to sleep. <laughs> right. right. So, right. I mean, in all reality, it happens. It's going to happen we don't intentionally do it, but there Mm -hmm. are mornings where the girls wake up at 7am and we're not, we're, we're, we work late hours. So like my wife doesn't start until Mm -hmm. noon. She works till 9pm. So like getting up Mm -hmm. at 9am is a normal for us. Um, so if the kid wakes up at seven, there are times when she gets her butt changed and she gets stuffed between mom and dad and she sleeps for another hour right between us. And that that's just, yeah. How it is, right? Yeah. Um, frankly, I'm not worried about rolling over on my kid because I really don't roll in my sleep, but, <laughs> but that's, mm-hmm. just, that's just yeah. me. Like, I'm like a zombie, yeah. <laughs> anyway. I
0: think for the most part, I my experiences are largely uh in sync with yours. Uh, I would say 90% of the time, 95% of the time, it, we were we were really strict about uh like no no there's gonna be no co-sleeping and for the most part we did stick to that but there were occasions where like ben said you know like they're, they're sick or whatever you just can't there's no other way to <laughs> comfort them or they were just kind of beat with us um, which I'm sure these statements alone are enough to get us canceled by the entire parenting oh,
1: yeah. niche <laughs> industry over. world. Like yeah. you can't Spend have you know, nice,
0: like, guys. I, yeah. Right, right. We're done. We're done. Uh, you enjoyed I'm the
1: podcast.
0: Right. So, yeah. I mean like there's, and it's funny cause I think it was Kristen Bell. She was, you know, celebrity mom mm-hmm. uh, where she came out and it was like, kind of like this moment where she was just like, I got to admit something. I get something on my chest and I co-sleep with my kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there was a bunch of people that was, like it was like a mix. There's was a bunch of people like, that's terrible. You're a terrible, terrible mom. You're going to kill your kid. And there's a bunch of people who are like, yes, yeah, because it's normal. And it's because it's yeah. it's it's human behavior to want mm-hmm. to be close to your parent. Uh, right. and and to have that right. that that comfort and that warmth that's just what babies do. So well,
2: um before I mean, the echo just, this was literally the heartbeat lullaby, right? You just put your kid on your chest right. yeah. and your heartbeat put him to sleep. Literally. I mean there there wasn't literally. the ability to I, sound machine heartbeat. So I yeah feel I, like I I sleeping think sleeping millennia. Has been around longer than the anti-close yeah. sleeping
0: movement. <laughs> I think th- I think co-sleeping has been thousands and thousands and thousands <sighs> right. of years onto uh you know been, been a thing. I think it's mm-hmm. only recently that you know there's western medicine that I mean, would say you know we well, got to mitigate risk and, a lot and of- I think there's validity to that <laughs> but you know I don't think that you, um I think I think Whichever way you go, (laughs) you do. I don't really care. Well, I mean, in a
1: lot of other cultures too, there is like co sleeping is a normal thing, right? Yes, 100%. In order to not co sleep, you have to have the means to have enough space in your home to not sleep with your children in your bed. Yep. Right. The majority of the world doesn't have that. Yeah, right. right so you know any third world country you go to any um even just less developed nations or merging nations you're going to find people regularly co-sleeping and it's not right. a strange thing yeah well um, again i mean if you look at it from a western idealist point of view like we get canceled yeah it doesn't make sense <laughs> for us because well, no 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 that's bad but yeah. so many other cultures do it regularly it's and it ends up normal. fine well exactly normal
2: i think it really came out of the it seems to me like there was a wave of an- accidental suffocations that occurred yes, mm-hmm. because children were left in environments where there were too many plushy pillows. There was yeah. a mm-hmm. four inch thick down comforter, right? Right, like right. When our child is in our bed, it's it's a linen sheet, right? It's one bed sheet. There is no comforter on top of her, right? Mm-hmm. She's not mm-hmm. sleeping with the six down pillows that we have on, right? Right. It's mm-hmm. her on a mattress. Adjacent to me, and there isn't a bunch of covers, a bunch of stuffed animals, a bunch of right, like right, And right. I think that's Body the big difference. It, yeah. yeah, is is as Ben put it, the the wealth of the Western world has created an environment where we think we need accoutrement on our bed. And it's <laughs> one of those five dollar words for you. Um, and the reality is, you need like a sheet on your straw mattress, right and you you can actually get through the night
1: Um, Mm -hmm. anyway.
2: Well, um, that's uh, that's,
0: you know, I I think that kind of covers our general experiences with co-sleeping. I kind of want to, you know, and, and, preparation for my fantasy draft i'm just going to go ahead and move things forward uh but we need to take a moment to thank our sponsors which is nobody so if you do want to sponsor this youtube <laughs> this this channel this is podcast <laughs> you know you hook us up let us know so uh hey, sponsors I,
1: I have been pitching i've been here. pitching <laughs> arctic hard after our last <laughs> conversation Yo, our we last basically combo. we lauded them over yeti i have been just slowly <laughs> pinging them going like hey arctic do you want to sponsor a podcast by? Yo,
2: I, I mean, do you sh- keep sending melon-, melon hats links? You should – every time you guys say melon hats, I'm like, uh, <laughs> somebody should just be launching that <laughs> one over there. But. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, um no sponsors, <laughs> but one day. <laughs> you guys support the podcast?
0: Well, guys, uh there. what are some things that you said that you would never right. do as a parent? And now uh, it's complete BS. I, I – all right, I, I I got one fresh in my head because it just it kind of happened today, and, and and there's a little bit of guilt with this too. For me, it was um, I growing up. Me, I'm, I'm a game, I'm a board game guy. I love games, and and, and you know, with my kids, mm-hmm. I love the childish aspect of it. Like being able to play video games with them, and the thing, and you know, Uno and Monopoly and just the games. Like I, it's, it's just something that I thrived off of, that I loved as a kid. Uh, it really gave me so much joy and memories. And I was like, dude, I'm going to recreate every single one of those and just constantly play all these games and constantly engage with my kids in that way. Like I want to recreate all those fun memories because I love games like to this day. I love card games. Like that's just who I am. Right. And I just don't have the damn energy, man. I just can't do it. <laughs> so I like here I find myself like wanting to just be like, yo, Henry, I'd love to play everything with you. I, j- I just can't. Dad just needs to sit and relax. Now, Don't get me wrong. I'm a very playful dad. Mm-hmm. coach a soccer team i'm always throwing the football We're, i'm doing the things right but there's some times where i'm just like this this ideal just the idea that i would have just an endless amount of like energy to be able to like you know play at the level that i thought that i would That's just not there, man. And I feel guilty about it, too. I'm like, I just can't, man. You do figure out something. I got your magnet tiles and Legos over there.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) do the. Go assemble
2: some magnet tiles. Leave me alone. Yeah, Yeah, literally. And and I've said this
0: before in previous podcasts. Colin is very good at that. Henry, you just can't do it. You just can't do it. So he's just not good at it. But like, I just thought that I would have the energy uh, to be able to recreate the experiences that I had as a kid for my kids and I just don't and I'm just like man and and it's it's hard it's really really hard
1: but I will say I think the reality of of what you remember as an adult from your childhood Mm -hmm. is probably far different than what you actually experienced probably Um, you know I think you know you might remember somebody with boundless energy or always playing board games or all these other things but those are the memories that you've attached yeah and that likely he will attach to
0: I hope so Um, i hope i'm doing enough to get yeah (laughs) i really i mean
1: yeah it goes back to that idea of like am i enough am i doing enough right like you feel guilty for needing a moment for yourself to relax and i think that's it's perfectly okay
0: yeah um but yeah i mean same thing is
1: like oh i'm never just gonna like sit them down in front of that's one of the things i said i never just want to like Stick them in front of the TV or like stick them Bro. in front of an iPad and there do that. Was so much of that today. But like there was so much of that. There today. are times and days where either you need to get a bunch of stuff done around the house. <laughs> yep. And they just they they don't necessarily want to be involved. Yeah. Um, or involve them as much as you can. And sometimes you just need that that break, right? To just mm-hmm. mentally kind of check out for a couple minutes. Go. All right. You're going to be entertained for a little while. Eat your lunch. Have a break. Yep. Um, everybody relaxes and then you go back to your, you know, whatever your daily routine is, bro. There um, was, yeah. That was one of our, so like, much never blue-y. will eyes. And I mean, <laughs> we do it regularly because sometimes it's the only way to get things done. Yeah. Yeah. There's So much bluey today. There's so much, just
0: Rachel for Sienna. There was so much, I, there was a bunch of switch games. I, it's it just Minecraft. I'm just like, dude, I just, I, it just had to be. So no, that's, <laughs> and you feel guilty about it, but just, you you need it sometimes. You need it. It was just one mm-hmm. of those days. It's Labor Day. It's a holiday, bro. Give me a break. I'm not trying to work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was me. That was me. What
2: about you guys? Hey, go ahead, Andrew. So, so mine's okay. So mine goes along with the quote: Joey doesn't share food. You ever remember that episode of Friends where Joey loses it over a plate of fries? <laughs> so Andrew doesn't yeah, share yeah. food. I I am bad at people eating off my plate. I basically don't eat off other people's <laughs> plates like at all. I I can like register the childhood trauma memory that triggered this in my life um like it's crystal clear i know why this is a thing for me and so i went into this going no i will never finish my kids food um and the other day i found myself finishing <laughs> a cheese stick that she had bitten off of and i was Yo. like ah i did it, <laughs> there like, it is. like like there are limits <laughs> right like but it was one of those she she wanted a cheese stick she took a bite and then she's like, nope, I'm done. And it was like, no. I'm not just going to throw this away. Like, oh, yeah. I can't and bring so myself to so I finished do a mozzarella yeah. stick. And it was very hard for me to psychologically stomach. But yeah. it was also one of those, like, it's just a cheese stick. Do, like,
1: half a warm banana.
2: I, I am... There, there will be limits. Because, like, my wife and I don't even share drinks. Like, it's <laughs> it's a weird cycle. I will kiss her. I've, like... She's my wife, right? But the mm-hmm. idea of sharing a bottle of water with her, maybe on a hot really? day in the desert, not a problem. But if she has access to fresh water, it's this is mine, that is yours. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. Dude, we so share I, so much of that. I can't, I, mean. I can't say that I
1: don't understand because when my when my wife and I first started dating, we were nineteen, um, and there were several times where we'd be out or we'd be you know sharing a drink or something, and she would hand me the drink. And I would actually wipe it off and then right. take a drink out of it. Uh, uh-huh. And she was like, She's like, you know, like we kiss each other, right? Right. So, yeah. like, yeah. you wiping this off is literally like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Right. There's I like, no logic. I, to it. I, I'm full. Yeah. You know, I was like, I'm fully aware that this doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. I'm still going to do it. Now, I've gotten to a point now where it doesn't matter, but it took me. I mean, it probably took me four or five years of like consistently oh. sharing drinks with her to get to a point where I didn't have to wipe it off before I took a sip.
0: Dude, oh, it's funny. I, My I wife, cannot. she, um, she, 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 can't finish like a bottle of water. Like, uh, well, for the most part we use like, you know, she has like a Stanley water bottle or whatever, but for a time before that was like a thing, there was like plastic water bottles and she would never finish the very like last quarter of the, Bottle and they'd be sitting around the house, they'd be in the car. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna. Sometimes what I'll do is like combine them all to make one full bottle. I'm like, look <laughs> how much water you've wasted,
2: wife. And then she gets so mad. She's just and, running and, around and, with the backwash but, bottle, like, this is delicious.
0: So, and that, that's what happened once. I remember drinking one of her like unfinished things, I'm like, gosh, just finish the damn thing. And it tasted minty. I didn't realize <laughs> that she had like spit out like, uh, leftover gum in there and we're like oh, a tic-tac I was like why is it disgusting and she's like oh my gosh and why'd you drink that I was like I thought it was clean I didn't know I just took a swig of it she was like that's been, just that's been sitting in the car for four days and I was like I know it was warm right. but like and then oh yeah so I don't know it's weird but by the way on that I'm like a human garbage can when it comes to like my kids food I clean I just there's just so much but in part it's because I have, I have terrible impulse control when it comes to food but also there's like this monetary aspect I'm like I just can't stomach the idea that we're throwing away like fifty dollars worth of food. You see it's just the going money going. Sh- I'm. That's what I see. I see yep. money going to the trash, and i like, I have to like finish the food. I I, I can't should... not do oh. it for that reason as well. Oh. I know it's
2: weird, but that's it, it just how me I am. The heebie <laughs> Just you talking about it, like oh.
0: <laughs> you can't. Oh. St- you you can't eat off, <laughs> dude. I...
2: I, yeah, just leftover
0: nuggets, leftover freaking cheese sticks and goldfish i'm like i'll
2: finish it nope basically if there is a bite (laughs) taken out of it i i can't do it like i will even take if the kids aren't sick i'm eating it i will i I will take a knife and cut off like the eaten part of the pizza and eat the rest that's about as close as i get to sharing food oh i don't care i dude
0: i used to i used (sighs) to this disgusting thing i used to work i used to flip burgers in college right uh Mm. and in the back there was like um Uh, You know, there would would be, like, just food that would, like, come in that, like, wasn't finished or whatever. And it's just, like, stuff that was
2: untouched. You're you're stealing stuff from the trays in the hallway, aren't you? Oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) There's a dinner roll in uh, the hallway of the hotel. That one's mine. As
0: as a 35-year adult man, like, (laughs) now, no, I wouldn't do that. But, like, a starving college kid, we're just idiots, you know? Yeah, we were eating so much free tater tots just, like, we're barely touched. And we just... Yeah, we were starving college kids. did not we matter. Getting, yeah, it was oh. we.
1: Yeah, we yeah, didn't have any could, money. If yeah, I didn't want, if I didn't want to just eat ramen that night, it was uh, you know, taking food oh. from somewhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was fair game. It was going in the trash. Otherwise, I was like, I mean, I'll do it.
1: <laughs> I couldn't do it. No. Nope. Like, anyway, just, uh, uh,
2: moving so we, on. That's one of the things I said I would never do before I and had, and I have done it. It still makes me go. Ugh. You, we, you, you, you,
0: you. I want. I'm curious to see if that stance of yours softens
2: as your kids get older. I'm curious. I think it we will get. Gotta I think it will only get. I think it will just be reaffirmed because I think okay. the reason I can tolerate it now <laughs> is they're not intentionally making a mess, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm. they're not doing stuff. But like as they get older, it will be like that changes. <laughs> yeah, you messed up that chicken nugget. I'm not even getting close to it. Like it's covered it's in mangled. barbecue sauce and you've eaten <laughs> 3 bites out of 4 sides. Like I am not touching that. Right? Whereas And they they, think they they like to take their fingers
0: and just press into it. You know, there's right. like a couple little finger presses right into yep. the mm-hmm. nugget. <laughs> As they start
2: playing oh, with their food more, I will uh, it'll just there get reinforced go. and it'll be a uh-uh. Nope. I can't recognize that nugget. Ben? I'm not putting it in my mouth.
1: Yeah, what our, was your moment? Uh, our big one, like I said before, was co-sleeping. Um, oh, I, okay, I just said I would never yeah. do it. That was like my—I'm pretty forgiving about most things. I'm pretty understanding. I'm like, you know, most things. I'm kind of like, oh, I can see a gray area, but like co-sleeping was like my line in the sand. That mm-hmm. was my hill. I was going to die on. I was not going to have my kids in my bed. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. first time he got sick and then wouldn't sleep, I was like, yep. You're just you're sleeping with me, dude. This is I let go of all my principles. <laughs> I made sure you know my arms were all propped up in in pillows so he couldn't move and I couldn't move and everybody yeah. was just like hemmed in. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, all right, dude, we're good. It's so it funny out.
0: the paint like like they're baby sleeping on you and you're uncomfortable and you're in pain. Your back are oh, in a weird like positions a and you got to move, are, bro. They don't move. They're nope. little heaters.
2: Yeah, yep. right. You 98 degrees right here, just cooking you in the middle of summer, and you're like, uh, uh, (laughs) but you don't move. uh, God forbid you
0: wake up the baby, you don't move. The (laughs) amount of like just discomfort that you begin to tolerate as a parent
2: is actually, I'll tell you a story. You don't know who was sweating more,
1: (laughs) right? And I'll actually tell you a story about how quickly I gave up on these principles. It was actually even before he got sick, it was. It was actually in the hospital. I got in trouble for this because we were in the hospital right after he was born. Mm. And I mean, you know, the nurses check on you all hours of the night. There's always people in and out of your room. You're not sleeping. There's noise. It's cold. And so I would change him. He would get fed. And like, I would let my wife go back to sleep and I would just sit there with him. And, you know, I haven't slept in like three or four days. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll just sit back for a minute. Right. Just for a minute. I woke up. Two hours later, with a nurse like nudging me, going, "Sir, sir, I, we can't let you do this." I'm so like, "We, I understand, but we can't let you do this." I'm going to take the baby and put him back. And I was like, "Oh, oh I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." Yeah, I, I mean, it was. I was trying to make it like you know. Oh, it was a couple months after we came home that we let him co sleep. No, it was immediate. It was, yeah. right it was away. absolutely yeah. immediate, right off the bat. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, I've forgotten it. about that until like right now during this conversation. Yeah. He instantly <laughs> fell asleep on my chest.
2: And Gosh. that principle well, out the window. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go.
1: Whatever you need to do to survive, especially with that first one is what you're going to do. Um, well, yeah, that was our big one is co-sleeping.
0: That's, um, you know, the experience is like when you're in the hospital and then like the way that, like the, the nurses police you, I just remember feeling like so annoyed. Like, dude, I, especially when it's like second or third time around, like, I know what I'm doing. Could just like, and it was like how many feeds and, and I got like I'm tracking and I don't know. It's I just-
1: had someone try to tell me how to put my kid in a car seat when we had our second one. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, 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 you need to do this. And I just, I just very gently moved a hand away and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is my second one. I've done this before. Mm. and they were like oh okay and i was like i know you're trying to help but like just just get out of my way i know what i'm doing
2: <laughs> i remember we with had baby three escorted to our car so oh no i was gonna say i, I remember with are, baby are we number three that much that we're interrupting
0: th- oh i guess are we <laughs> lagging a bunch yeah well uh so with our third our uh with the first two um you know like you're really excited as a new dad. like i'm gonna change the diaper and i'm the, i remember the third one sienna she had pooped. It was like the second poop. It was like, you know, still that kind of meconium, meconium uh, phase of the, the, oh, the tar. black tar poop. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and the nurse, she's like, do you want to change it? And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to let you do that one. And it was, I remember it was just because like, yeah. I, yeah. I had just, I had changed so like hundreds of poops up to this point. The, the hospital bill was like seven grand. And I'm like, no, I'm paying you to do this for now. I'm, a, a I'm gonna do a this a lot. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm gonna let you have this one. All right, I'm good. I'm gonna take so, a break. Like, Oh gosh. Um. All right. So that's funny. We, we got about ten minutes here, uh, before I have nope. to draft. Um. So I, I, let's rewind it real quick to prior to the baby. Right. Let's discuss something that came in through Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a comment come in about food. So let me just go ahead and read this, and then we'll we'll open up the discussion here um hi guys first post for me here i've been reading the fees frequently since about a month uh and i have to say this community is amazing so thank you for joining that's awesome started listening to the podcast also really appreciate the level of honesty from andrew and ben episode three was really touching my wife is 12 weeks pregnant at the moment so congrats past that first trimester 12 weeks is awesome i'm sure you're announcing now Um, my question is a bit vague, but it's mainly about how to deal with foods, with what foods to avoid during pregnancy and also what everyday hygiene, cleaning and cosmetic products are safe. Right. So this is something that my wife and I, or my wife in particular, like really (laughs) struggled with. Um, so we'll talk about that in a sec. I know there are lists everywhere about this subject, but there are sometimes, uh, but there are sometimes as much different interpretations about certain ingredients and products. This definitely fuels my wife's, uh, my wife's and my anxiety levels, which have already been quite high before the pregnancy, as we had an IVF. Right, so I'm sure that journey was quite toll, mm-hmm. quite a bit of a toll for you. Um, it sounds like a pretty simple thing to do. You read the lists, articles, apps, etc., and you follow the recommendations. But in real life. You think you buy the right products only to realize a month after uh, daily usage that it contains a small dose of something that's not recommended. Anyway, if someone has tips on how to handle this with less anxiety, I am all ears. Okay. So my wife particular it was it was less about like the topical cleaning hygiene stuff. It was more about the food. My gosh, my yeah. wife avoided pizzas like uh like uh like a pepperoni pizza because it's like it's uncured cured meat really scared about that i'm like babe it's cooked oh it had You're like fine. nitrates and yeah. couldn't do all that uh obviously there's the basics right raw fish sushi don't do that um yeah the, uh the you know alcohol don't do smoking don't do that Belly you know meats. i think there's like some have like an exception for kombucha but not really you know that's not i don't know but my wife when it comes to the food she would for 40 weeks hyper anxiety about what is and isn't good in the course mm-hmm. there's a full uh module dedicated to this We we actually talked to like a nutritionist she's like an actual like pre uh a pregnancy like nutrition expert like that's her thing so she does and i interviewed her and we like talk about like what's good what's not we've got like a list there uh so if you are in the course that's there. I don't know. Is there a PDF in the course for me to download so I can like find that? I don't know. While I look for that, guys, do you guys want to shed your thoughts on this topic?
2: So yeah. I I replied to this on the Discord and yep. and I looked at my wife and I was like, What did you avoid when you like I just sat across from her, and I said, What was it? Mm-hmm. Alcohol, caffeine, tuna and seafood because of the mercury content. She yeah. likes tuna melts, so canned tuna. Um Yep, cured meats, and there was one more. There were five. I guess I could pop open Discord because I'll have it real quick. Um, and that was it. That's all we did. We didn't change laundry detergents. We didn't worry about cosmetics. I was like, "Any of your like cosmetic?" And she she actually laughed. She was like, "No, I didn't do yeah. any of that." And yeah, right. I've got you- two healthy girls. No. <clears throat> issues. Uh, I'm trying to see what the other one was. And honestly, <sharp inhale> if you think
0: about just like the history of just like us as humans with like products over right. like the last 100 years, mm-hmm. there were things that were made with far worse ingredients and they were just oblivious to it. There were some people were smoking
2: while they were bringing I mean, people like, literally painted yeah. lead into their homes, dude, for decades.
0: The yeah. amount of insane s- <laughs> stuff that you would have if you were to like rewind time and go back to that point like us being as knowledgeable or whatever as as woke as we are now to go back 50 60 70 years to a time it would be just like what the what was happening granted i think like food production is a little bit different probably a little bit cleaner um but i i think there are equally some just as egregious things on the other side that were like
2: what were we thinking turned out fine i mean you know to be fair, but, right, you did have a higher mortality rate for kids under five, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you yeah, roll well, it you back, got, had had 13, in well, they'd have 12, 13, 14 families <laughs> 13 and four 13 kids because
1: half of them wouldn't survive.
2: Right. I mean, yep. getting them to five years old was a major because milestone. Because they were co-sleeping. I'm kidding. Right. That's what it was. It was the (laughs) coastline. That
1: must have been it. It had nothing to do with the lack of
2: antibiotics and, you know.
1: Heavy (laughs) industry accidents or farming accidents, any of those.
2: Or losing Um, your kid in the woods to wolves. I mean, that wasn't a thing.
1: But I think it's really (laughs) interesting, too, because if I – I think I was reading this when my wife was pregnant because they told you, you know, you can't eat raw fish and you can't eat sushi. That recommendation isn't followed in a culture like Japan right mm-hmm. so in japan you can eat it's actually recommended that you can eat things like that right there's no limitation on raw fish and so i think there's a really interesting like cultural split too where the recommendations are going to differ by country and one thing i, I think I we know, need to man. be really all clear shorter about than we are i'm just <laughs> <laughs> all right i think one thing we really want to be clear about too is that there's a very big difference between um something like just not being recommended like hey maybe just try to avoid this and Mm -hmm. something actually being known to be detrimental to a pregnancy or a pregnant mother right so there's there's a difference between and a nuance between avoid it if you can but if you can't not a big deal and absolutely do not do this thing like Right. right now they i mean even when it comes to alcohol Like there is still, you know, again, the recommendation is no alcohol. But when you really talk to an OB or you talk (laughs) to a pediatrician and they're like, you know, if you have a a small glass of wine later in your pregnancy, you're probably not really going to do any damage. Now, should you do that all the time? No. But, you know, again, it is recommended that you avoid it and that you not drink heavily through a pregnancy because yes, that can do damage, but the evidence is starting to show that like, all right, one or two glasses, a couple glasses of wine through your pregnancy in the later stages is not going to harm your right. kid. Uh, but again, the larger recommendation because they have to recommend it for the, can avoid the biggest it, population don't. possible. Yeah. Right. Just if you can avoid it, just, well, don't.
2: they do the same thing with caffeine, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's don't yep. consume so much and it's not because it's it's going to do any damage. It's because it increases heart rates in you and your child so much that there is a potential for other problems, blood vessels, right. bursting, things like that. And so it's, it's not that caffeine is going to cause damage. It's that too much caffeine causes the heart rate to rise, which then causes the damage. You can do the same right. thing by exercising too heavily, right? And so it... Again, okay. it's, it's – uh, what's the proper – there's a phrase for this. Everything in moderation, even moderation. Yeah. Right? I want to uh, yeah, point 100%. everyone
0: to a really good resource. Uh, it's funny because her latest post, her most recent post is, is coffee bad for pregnancy? And then she dives there we into go. coffee, tea, just uh, um caffeine in general. Her name is Ryan Kipping r y a n n kipping and on instagram you can find her as the prenatal nutritionist she is the one that we had like an hour long interview or half hour interview or whatever uh on the course uh and she had a, a wealth of knowledge but she has, if you go if you want to just find like good trusted rec- recommendations from an actual professional in this field um she's a great one so i would recommend uh, you check her out again her name is ryan kipping at the prenatal nutritionist uh so that's like You know, answering going back to the question, you know that's that's a a good resource for just like you know more lists, right? But when it comes to the anxiety aspect, is probably the bigger part. It's it's really hard in the moment to just be like, everything's going to be fine because like hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But like for the reasons that we talked about Mm -hmm. earlier, like it's 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 going to be fine, you know. Um, Right. Little things here and there will not be detrimental, and I know that that's that those feelings are even more compounded because of your IVF journey. Like that is that's hard mm-hmm. That's hard it took you a long time to get to this stage so you want to be sure that you're nourishing and and doing the best that you can but just know that like well it's probably gonna add, give you more stress but like stress and anxiety is probably doing you more harm than whatever you're putting on on right. your you know on your skin at night to well, make sure you know like
1: it's you um, don't know what you don't know right yeah and right. and i think it's the you know again to to what andrew was saying earlier like if you go back to the you know 100 years ago we didn't know what we know today, right? So the things we were doing then wouldn't make sense today. And we go, oh yeah, that's crazy. And I'm sure a hundred years from now, we'll look back and say the things we do today probably don't make a lot of sense because we will hopefully have advanced our knowledge. The challenge is, is that we live in such an information-based society that you can get anything to confirm anything that you might be thinking or any type of like really early stage research. It says, well, there might be a connection between this and this, but it's been released. It's unsubstantiated. It's not backed up by any secondary research or any additional research to confirm that finding. And so you can find that all over the internet. And I think that can definitely add to the anxiety that you're experiencing. And so the best, honestly, the best thing to do is to talk to your, you know, your either your pediatrician or your OB have listen to their advice, because generally, they're going to give you the, the most sort of up to date and confirmed information. Um, beyond that, Honestly, try to stay away from reading a bunch of stuff online because you never know where it's coming from, right what the sources and yeah. the quality of the research that's gone into it. Because um, yeah. anyone will say anything to sell you anything. So if they can scare Especially you now. into buying a different product because it's better for you, um, even though there's not any research behind it, they will do so. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely just try to know your sources and where you're getting your information and try to limit that because that will only exacerbate your anxiety. Well, guys, uh,
2: I hope. Oh, did you want
1: uh, well, to
2: say, yeah, you have to remember that human beings have been doing this for a millennia or more. I mean, right. Three, four thousand years of written history of us giving birth to children and raising them successfully. OK, don't forget that this isn't as difficult as the world wants you to believe it is. I know it seems that way. I know mm-hmm. we all talk about it being hard, but we've, we've done it successfully for thousands of years, and you're not going to screw it up. You just have to get through the process. There you go.
0: I mean, it's really easy to have
2: people <laughs> fear monger as a
0: marketing tactic, make you think that you need things that you nope. actually don't. But yeah, I think uh, Andrew summed it up pretty well there guys this is episode 20 of our podcast i don't know if i like uh said that at the top of the podcast but hey we're 20 episodes in this is really cool uh and uh it's been it's been really fun to see like the numbers over the last week over the last 30 days we've had over a thousand downloads i'm like wow that's really awesome like i you know, coming to this, I really didn't have any expectations. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a video creator. So audio, I'm like, if if we get three listens, I'm happy, you know? So, (laughs) you know, last episode alone, I think the numbers were, uh, 363 downloads, uh, for last episode. So I, it's cool just to see it continue to rise and, and grow. And, uh, we've had, um, Reviews continue to come in, so we wanted to read one of them. It was a five-star review that came in from Apple Podcasts, uh A. Birchfield. Uh, I've followed Andrew's content for a long time, but was fr- uh, was thrilled to see this podcast come out uh, of the content engine. Uh, any father who has a true heart for his family wants to do his part to make things the best way, uh the best that they can around the home. This podcast is both practical and profound with advice, but also so deep. Um, but also so deep motive checks on what it means to be a dad. We can forget our own identity sometimes in the shuffle of school and lost shoes. And Andrew and Ben do a great job of reminding us that we're still a person of value. And this is simply a season of life. Highly recommend for any dad who wants to make a difference with uh, in their fatherhood. And uh, you know that's actually really touching to hear. Uh, That's I'm grateful that um, people feel that way about the podcast, that this can be a source for them to turn to, to um, help learn and, and take comfort in some things uh, throughout their their journey into fatherhood. And we're uh, really happy to have uh, Saunders here. Join us uh, for future episodes as well. It's been really cool um, to, to see this thing grow. So thank you all for listening. Uh, you guys have any final words before we sign off? I don't think so. No, all awesome. right no. well thank you guys for uh, listening and uh if you want to leave us a five-star review or just a great comment on youtube we'll find it we'll read it on the next episode how about that all right guys we hope you have a great one and uh we'll catch you in the next one episode 21 peace all right guys i'm in the draft lobby right